Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. All right, we're talking with Brett Hedekin here of the San Jose Sharks uh, television crew on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Let's transition now to youth sports. Um, and we'll, we'll give you a soapbox you can stand on because, you know, you have two daughters. One's a competitive figure skater. The other one's an actress. But what's one thing you feel in youth sports needs to be changed today? If you were to, if you were to be given, like, a, you know, a, a, like say, a dry erase marker, you wrote out a philosophy on what needs to be changed in youth sports, what would be something you think needs to be changed? Well, I think, first of all, we talked earlier about having, you know, more than just a one sport athlete. I think, you know, having kids today play multiple sports, I think, is extremely important. Um, I think it's important for parents to realize that, you know, professional athletes are the 1% of the 1%. But what they can learn in athletics and team sports and team activities. I don't want to even say sports because my daughter did hula. She's done hula her whole life. Uh, she's a senior in high school, going to be going to college next year. She's learned as much in hula as I learned in, in hockey and sports um, with regard to teamwork, uh, accountability, um, feedback. I mean, at a young age, she was getting feedback from her peers about what she's doing right and what she's doing wrong. I mean, for her to be able to get feedback from her peers at such a young age has taught her that it's okay to get feedback. It's okay to, you know, have somebody criticize or at least, you know, tell you constructive, you know, criticism on what you can do better. So I, I think ultimately, you know, parents have to take a step back and, and realize that, you know, maybe their kid might not be a professional athlete someday, but support them in this team environment that's going to teach them the skills and the attributes of what you want for anybody that you want to hire down the road is somebody that can, can go through adversity, that can be told, hey, you, you, I got to give you some feedback on how you can be better and that you can receive it to get better. I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of kids, you know, learn in team sports is that, hey, the coach is giving you some good, you know, instruction on how to do something better. Go apply it. Think about it. You know, try to work on, on maybe how you know you can get better and how you, he thinks you can get better and then try to go after it. So I think th that's the biggest thing I think parents need to have to start to learn is that they're going to learn more about life than just making it to be a professional athlete. Learn the skills it takes to be a great human. What are, what are things parents should look for in a sports program or a music program for their kids? Um, I think a coach that is supportive, um, you know, that, that allows the kids' creativity to flourish within a team environment. Um, I think, you know, anytime that, like I say, you know, as, as a coach can, can be an asset for somebody to know that they – they don't even know how good they can be, or they don't even know how much they can grow as a person, as an athlete, but somehow that coach is able to pull them along to support them when their confidence is a little bit shaken. Uh, know when there's a moment to hold them accountable. I think that that's the coach that you want. You want the coach that can build, but yet also build an accountability factor within a group of people that makes them all better. How have you supported your daughter in her uh, athletic pursuits? How have you been? I mean, does she come to you for advice? Does she come to your wife for advice? She's a competitive figure skater. Um, does she feel pressure because of what you and your wife just everyone know Brett's married to Christy Yamaguchi, the gold medalist of 92 in women's figure skating. But how do you or how does she handle that with you guys? Does she come to you and ask you stuff? And 
you know, talk to you, dad, what did you do in this situation? Or mom, what'd you do with this? Yeah. You know, I, I think I remember, um, how I could help my daughter, uh, getting ready for a, a competition that she was nervous about. You know, I, I think the night before I went into her bedroom and I, I, I tried to get her to lay back and, um, I supported her neck and, and underneath her, her knees where you can get completely relaxed. And I tried to help her teach her how to breathe and how to visualize and see herself tying her skates to going out, stepping over the threshold onto the ice, being ready to go through her routine and saying the positive affirmations to herself. And if your brain gets off course and you start thinking, oh, what happens if I fall? You know, you acknowledge it, you come back into your breathing and then you go back into the positive you know, self-talk and self-visualization. I think that's maybe the only thing that I could really help my daughter with regard to figure skating, because I think <laughs> if there's one thing I, I wanted to help her, her with is to be able to deal with pressure and whether it be, you know, the pressure of having her mom and dad being pro athletes and her mom a gold medalist. I mean, you know, you can put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. But it's, it's, this is you, I mean, this is your story. This is your moments. You know, these are your moments that you can, you can capture and do great things with. So for me, it was more about not go out and do this and do out and do that. It was about teaching her how to deal with the pressures of those moments and being able to slow down her breathing and be able to, to get into that moment. So I think, I think to this day, she's always really performed well at her competitions. And I think hopefully that's one of the reasons why is that she's been able to learn how to breathe and, and really calm her mind in those big moments. Hard to bite your tongue when you're looking at her out there. If you see something you want to correct her with, or, you know, do you just kind of have to play dad and sit back? Uh, you just have to be dad. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't be that, that guy that just got done telling all the parents they have to take a step back. And now I'm the guy that's <laughs> no, but uh, you know, you, you do, you just got to take a deep breath. And again, it's their journey and they're going to have to learn some of these, these failures and some of the successes, right. As they go along. Outside of your parents, Who's had the greatest influence in your life in hockey and in life? Um, I think, I think I could say that there's been multiple people. I, I think, I don't know if I really want to pinpoint it on one person. Um, you know, I think, you know, we talk about Pat Quinn, we, we talk about, you know, Herb Brooks, we talk about, um, you know, even coach Craig Dahl, um, you know, I talk about the sports psychologist that I had, uh, you know, Peter Laviolette. I talk about, um, you know, teammates, Rod Brindamore. I mean, I think if I look, you know, we're both basically a day apart in age, but when I got traded to Carolina, he was a guy that I just, I knew that this guy was a winner. And I knew that this guy was going to be a people that a person that could change people. Uh, and he obviously the wins the coach of the year this year for, for, uh, for Carolina in the national hockey league. Um, that's no surprise to me. And I think he's been a real influence in a positive way in my life, even to this day, uh, just because of the example that he sets on a daily basis uh, within a locker room and the way he treats people the right way and uh, the way he supports people. So I, I don't think you should really rely on one person that's changed you, or at least that's the way I feel. I feel that there's many people that you can continue to learn from. And I think that's the biggest thing I want to continue to do is, is continue to evolve and continue to learn and continue to try to get better. What's one thing that separates those, those gentlemen you just talked about from everybody else? What separated Herb Brooks? What separated Pat Quinn, Rod Brindamore? What's sep you know, everyone's in the NHL. They're, they're a great athlete. They're great this. But then you get those guys who are really <clears throat> at the peak. They're, they're just so far ahead. What's, that, what's the what if for them? Like, what's that one thing that you think separates them? 
I think it's maybe a, a deep belief in, in just who they are. I think there's no deviating trying to be somebody that they're not. Um, I think that's if I, if that's really kind of popping into my head and it's real clear. I mean, Pat Quinn is not trying to be anybody else but Pat Quinn. And, and it's not trying to be somebody. He's that, that, that's, that's all who he is. And Roddy is, is a guy that, for me, is nobody other than Rod. I mean, he's a guy that's willing to go in and be the first guy in the locker room, first guy in the weight room. After practice, he'd be the first guy in there. That's just who he is. But, you know, you're, you're going to be pulled into that because of the energy that he creates because of the guy that he is and he's not trying to be somebody he's not. So I think that's what really speaks to me when I talk about some of the guys that really and the people that have uh, have moved me and changed me forever. Toughest transition for you into broadcasting from being a player. Um, I, I think it goes along that same line. I, I really I, it's not real rocket science. It's for me trying to get to that moment where I'm just me, where if somebody met me on the street or my parents or my friends that know me that when I'm on the broadcast, they're like, that's Brett. That's, he's not trying to be somebody. He's not, that's him. I think that's the key is the more reps you, you get, I think in broadcasting, I think the more you can kind of be yourself. And, and it's, it's not like you're trying to be somebody else when you set your first time on the mic or calling a game. It's just having that the comfortableness of all the things that are going on around you with somebody, you know, you're watching the game, you're, and just really trying to relax to be yourself through the broadcast. So the fan at home is like sitting on the couch going, Hey, I'm listening to Hetty and, and Honor call the game. And I feel like I'm on the bar stool with those guys as they're calling the game next to me. That's the, that's the, the broadcast you want to give to somebody. And I think um, that's the one thing that I'm trying to always strive for is just really be, be authentic to myself and to the fan and to give the fan exactly that experience of, of being an ex player, knowing that I wasn't perfect knowing that I made a lot of mistakes and knowing that the player on the ice, you know, that I might be criticizing one night that I'm going to pick up the next night or even the next shift. So that's, that's who I want to be. Was it tough for you to make that transition? Were you kind of like, it's a you know, fish out of water kind of a thing when you came into broadcasting. Oh, I can imagine the first broadcast I did. Yeah. On, 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 you know, Sportsnet doing pre and post. I think I was probably fish out of water, but you know, again, I think I, I utilized all the tools that I learned in, in sports, just kind of breathing. The, the tools that I gave my daughter for figure skating is just trying to relax, um, be in the moment, not try to just listen to the question and then kind of answer it. You know, I think that's what gave me the ability to keep doing it. Best piece of advice that's ever been given to you, who gave it to you and do you still use it today? Um, boy, that one's a tough one. I, uh, did, a company, you, you know, did you get multiple or you give me multiple, you know, if you want to get, yeah. if, if there's things that you tidbits, you got along the way that you still use today that, you know, who gave it to you and how do you use it? Yeah. I, you know, boy, I, I think, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I mean, even back on that story of my dad, you know uh, you know, when I, you know, I, 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 there's a moment in my career where, I wanted to throw it all away. I mean, I, I mean, it really, when I was this early couple of years in St. Louis, I tore my MCL and I came back and this is back when they braced you. I had a lot of attribute with my leg. I had no strength. I had no confidence. And that's when I was like, Hey, I'll give it all back to you, dad. You can have my, my signing bonus, my car. I bought uh, any money I've made in professional sports so far. You can have it. I'm, I'm done with this game. And he's like, Brett, just, you've never quit anything in your life. Continue to believe in yourself. You know, you never know. You might get traded somewhere where you go to a new area. I end up getting traded to Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> and we talk about the story. But, um, but I think you know, my dad just saying, "Hey, just don't give up and don't quit." 
and continue to believe in yourself. And I think that's maybe the thing that if you really go back of all the moments that I've, I've thought about, you know, failures I've had and the moments that you have so much self-doubt and uh, no confidence, it's like, okay, keep believing in yourself. Don't quit and just keep going. And I think, I think all of it can kind of rely back on that. What's one thing that failure can teach you in life? It teaches you to go back to the drawing board. I think it's, it's just finding another path. Uh, you know, failure for me, it's, it's like, I, I'm not afraid to fail anymore because I've failed many, many times and got back up and I just had to find another way to the, to, to my end result. It's just, you hit this, this roadblock. Okay. Failure taught me that this wasn't the way let's back it up. Let's turn the compass and let's try this way. Well, if that doesn't work, and you hit failure again. Now it's, it's again, changing, backing and hitting reverse, reassessing, and then pointing your compass in another direction that that's going to get you where you want to go. It's just failure is just that moment of reflection and to inside, uh, to look inside yourself, to know that you can do it. You just got to find a different way. This wasn't the way. And uh, I think failure should be something that should motivate everybody that, to, to keep moving forward. Just change the pivot. Just change your, your point of your compass. I want to thank you for your time, your insights, great stories, great things. The breathing thing. I think I should do that with everything I've had gone in my health the past two years, but I want to thank you very much for coming here on inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach VR. That's Brett Hedekin of the San Jose Sharks broadcasting crew. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed talking to you. Inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach VR.